Tired of hearing the same thing over and over again? Frustrated with the social, political, and professional landscape of your community? If so, you're in the right place. We can tackle any issue or conversation if we approach life with the Reasonable Person Standard. And now, Dr. Bob. What's the Reasonable Person Standard, you ask? According to the dictionary, a reasonable person will look at life through the lenses of fair, moderate, not excessive, nor extreme, and typically that of sound judgment. Are you that person? Hey, thanks for joining us today. This is Dr. Bob. Today we're talking about cancel culture. This is a big one, but specifically within the context of social media. Now, before you jump to any conclusions or log into your social media accounts to create a new cancel hashtag, let's first get some context as to what this term actually means. According to Merriam-Webster, the word cancel is getting a new use. Canceling and cancel culture have to do with the removing of support for public or private figures in response to their objectionable behavior or opinions. This can include boycotts or refusal to promote their work. Now think about that for a second here. Objectionable behavior. Who, who's, who gets to set that standard? Is that an objective standard that can be applied universally? Likely not. Are we really going to consider potentially ruining someone's livelihood based on a subjective uh, set of information or perception? Beyond that, the idea of canceling, and as some have labeled it, cancel culture, has taken hold in recent years due to the conversations prompted by the hashtag MeToo and other movements that demand greater accountability from public figures. The term has been credited to users of Twitter where it's been used as a hashtag. As troubling information comes to light regarding celebrities who were once popular, like Bill Cosby, Michael Jackson, Roseanne Barr, Louis C.K., you know, the list goes on and on and on, so come the calls to cancel such figures. The cancellation is akin to a canceled contract, a severing of the relationship that once linked a performer to their fans. And as Jonah Bromwich writes in the New York Times, the word echoes the trend of on-demand subscriptions of content from which a user can opt out just as easily as they can opt in. Now, through the lens of the reasonable person standard, this means that you can simply stop following someone on Twitter just as easily as you got started. To put it even more simply, if something bothers you, don't keep subjecting yourself to it. Now, we've all participated in cancel culture in some way, shape, or form. For example, my wife hates TV commercials, so when they come on, she changes the channel. Cancel. Bam! When you hear a song on the radio you don't like, you typically change the radio station. Cancel. Bam! When Wendy's changed their style of french fries about a decade ago, I stopped going there because I didn't like the new ones. Cancel. Bam! You get the point. All right, let's go back to Merriam-Webster. Now, there's a performative aspect to canceling, too. One that ironically amplifies that which it seeks to squelch, even if it's only for a moment. To cancel someone publicly often requires broadcasting that act, which then makes the target of one's canceling a subject of attention. The objective behind canceling is often to deny that attention so that that person loses their cultural currency. Lisa Nakamura, who's a professor in the Department of American Cultures at the University of Michigan, said, People talk about the attention economy. When you deprive someone of your attention, you're depriving them of a livelihood. That pretty much sums up social media in a nutshell, if you ask me. Now, most of us are guilty of wondering how many likes our latest post will get. But is that what's truly important? Okay, look, don't get me wrong here. I have no issue 
with raising eyebrows in regard to people who have acted inappropriately. But where do we draw the line? When did social media go from sharing positive things, events, and ideas with our friends and family to publicly shaming and bullying people you likely don't even know? Leslie Haller from Good Morning America said that online shaming has been around since the dawn of social media, but cancel culture, or call-out culture as some have branded it, entered in a new league in the last few years. It started out as a form of internet justice, not just against products, but also outdated morals and values, but can involve people being quick to judge or even considered bullying. Now, just as with emails and text, words can often be taken out of context, especially given the variances in tone, dialect, and yes, emojis that can often be misinterpreted. Now, Holler went on to say that online culture often doesn't leave room for nuance, right? People quickly unleash mobs of online attacks on people who they feel did wrong and cancel them, sometimes without having all the context or taking the time to discover the full story. The reasonable person will do their homework before putting their thumbs to the keyboard on their smartphones. Like most things in life, wait a few minutes before taking action. Let your emotions, impulses, and frustrations settle, then decide how best to respond. And if you determine that canceling someone or something is the best course of action for you, then for all that is holy, please get all the facts first. Someone named Twenge who's a professor of psychology at San Diego State University and who's the author of iGen, stated that these cases of social rejection can be more extreme and thus more harmful about social media use among adolescents. Now, this is problematic. Now, this is not just a challenge for adolescents. It's a challenge for everyone. And even former President Barack Obama has spoken out about the dangers of the social media phenomenon during a recent Obama Foundation summit. Take a listen. You know, this, this idea of purity and you're never compromised and you're always politically woke and all that stuff, I, you should get over that quickly. The world, the world is messy. There are ambiguities. People who do really good stuff have flaws. People who you are fighting may love their kids. And, you know share certain things with you. And, and, and I think that one danger I see among young people, particularly on college camps, is Malia and I talk about this. But I do get a sense sometimes now among certain young people, and this is accelerated by social media, there is this sense sometimes of the way of me making change is to be as judgmental as possible about other people. And that's enough. When we judge one another, especially without a factual basis, we are forgetting the golden rule. Past that, the reasonable person will likely not use demeaning words, belittling comments, and or past judgment as a vehicle for the change. The reasonable person will conduct research and will be able to provide logical, evidence-based information as a part of their argument for or against something or someone. Anything less than that is often a waste of time and will likely not prove to be effective other than to come across as simply self-serving. Like if I tweet or hashtag about how you didn't do something right or used the word wrong verb, or then I can sit back and feel pretty good about myself. Because, man, you see how woke I was? I called you out. <laughs> you know, that's not, that's not 
activism. That, that's not bringing about change. You know, if, 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 if all you're doing is casting stones, uh, you know, you're, you're probably not going to get that far. Casting stones is not how we work together to affect change. That is how we will alienate one another, furthering the divide we feel within our communities. Sure, you may feel good after canceling someone based on a perceived wrongdoing, but what if you're wrong? What if the roles were reversed? Ever consider giving someone a second chance? Don't you deserve a second chance? All right, let's say for the sake of this discussion that you are perfect and you don't even give second chances and you're ready to destroy someone's livelihood without actually knowing them or having all of the facts. That's going to bring us to the First Amendment argument. Yes, you're right. You do have the right to voice your opinion, but don't forget that I also have that same right. So who decides which opinion is more valid than the other? One of the biggest issues I see here is that people want others to respect their right to voice their opinions and ideas, but so often don't offer the same opportunity or respect in return. Here's my challenge. Let's come together and have open discussions about our differences, about the feelings we have, about the perceptions we hold, and come up with a unified way forward. And let's have those discussions in respectful ways. That is how we grow together and help create a community that cares for one another. Reasonable people do not simply throw stones. But remember, at the end of the day, no matter who you talk to, no matter what you talk about, always treat people with dignity and respect. Well, that's our time for the day. Thanks for joining us here at the Reasonable Person Standard. Our music was performed by Kevin McLeod, and this podcast series is produced by Jam Studios. Thank you for joining today's conversation with Dr. Bob. Be sure to check out what he'll tackle next at www.bobhabib.net. And remember, you can tackle any issue or conversation if you approach life with the Reasonable Person Standard. Join me next week as we discuss the employment of our military spouses.